0: The following presentation has been prepared by the Video Tax News team for Canadian
1: tax and financial professionals. Program recorded November 25th, 2021. Enjoy. Welcome to the December edition of Life in the Tax Lane, the holiday spectacular. Joe, Hugh, you got your tingly toes on or it's tie tax- on? It's the tax tingly time of the year.
0: And you go, Hugh, you feeling great too?
2: Well, Joe, the Department of Finance and the Canada Revenue Agency gave us just whatever an accountant wants overtime.
0: Awesome. <laughs> uh, so, well, what we're going to do is start off today with our 2022 indexations. Uh, you know, has come out from the federal government, and this is important because it changes the different tax brackets for the year, the numbers at which tax credits kick in. And the other thing, too, is uh, things like OAS. The point at which OAS starts getting clawed back for 2022 is going to be uh, about $81,000, $81,761. Uh, we also know that we're going to have 913 thousand dollars of uh, capital gains exemption room and also the tfsa limit for 2022 has gone up to six thousand dollars that's what it was before yeah, maybe so no year. big change there caitlin <laughs> hugh
1: all right also this month we had a pretty big bill coming out uh, at least as of shoot date it has been tabled in the house of Commons. Comments. This is the bill that implemented a number of the measures that the Department of Finance discussed last month to streamline, to focus these COVID pandemic programs for individuals and businesses. So what did we do last night? We dug through the legislation and boy was that fun, wasn't it? You know, I got to say though, as we dug through it, we found that the legislation largely reflected what the Department of Finance said in their background or what we discussed in this life in the tax line last month. So that's great. This month, however, we did want to bring up a few clarifications that came out of the legislation as we did our detailed work. So, from a personal tax perspective, we know that we have this new Canada Worker Lockdown Benefit, and it largely reflects the recovery benefits that we've seen uh, that we've seen previously. It also is at 300 bucks per week for employees for self-employed individuals who ceased or largely ceased their activities due to a public health restriction. So the question is, who gets to decide whether we have that public health restriction? It's not those elves up at the North Pole. It's actually uh, noted by the the government that will decide and identify uh, which locations are impacted by these public health restrictions. So an interesting update there. Also, we found it interesting that there is a requirement that in order to get this lockdown benefit, you should have or you must have filed your 2020 personal tax return. So make sure you got to get that in before you're going to get this benefit if you are subject to one of these restrictions, public health restrictions. Hugh, from a business angle, what was in C2 of interest?
2: Well, we predicted last month, this is not a bunch of new programs. It's an extension of SUS and sirs, much more narrowly targeted on certain groups. And, well, they told us what it was. We interpreted it right. That's what it is. But... Now we have a lot more details on how to figure out who's hard hit and qualifies, who's in tourism hospitality and gets to keep their qualifications and who gets to keep getting money because they're in a lockdown. There's that public health restriction. Again, as little as seven days in the 28 day period opens you up to a full claim under the lockdown model. Uh, We got details on all the calculations to figure out if you're a tourism hospitality business or if you're a hard-hit business. Uh, And we know the devil is always in the details, so clearly the details would come from Parliament. Uh, We should have expected that. Uh, But, wow, what we also know is all the entities that are tourism uh, at this point, and they certainly left the scope open to expand it if they want. It's in regulation, not legislation, but... uh, Seems like most of the questions that were asked were answered with, yeah, we can add them because it's a pretty broad listing now hotels motels bars restaurants we knew that was coming travel agencies they were in the initial examples but a lot of cultural and artistic things Mm -hmm. like uh, well movie theaters maybe that's crossing the line on culture and art depending on which ones you like to watch but art galleries museums zoos live concert venues Uh, and in fairness these are a lot of things that suffered under covid so Mm -hmm. it seems fair that they're going to get this dispensation uh, Recreation, gyms, fitness facilities, uh, video arcades, not quite sure that's what we're promoting. Uh, Mini golf courses, but don't let your golf course grow up because the one thing it clearly said uh uh-uh was golf courses, golf driving ranges, golf schools, golf pretty much anything. But if you got any entity that even touches on those areas, it's worth a look through that (laughs) regulatory list.
1: Kind of like tax entertainment videos. That'll be good, right? Yeah.
0: It's dinner theater. (laughs) Okay, we're
2: getting audited.
1: tax entertainment.
0: Okay. So now what I want to do is that we know there's still a lot of wage subsidies going on, and uh, there's uh, some people are probably trying to game the system and uh, say that they're employees when they're really not. Um, We know that the government has a lot of experience identifying those individuals, identify those uh, workers or or those companies who are creating false uh, ROEs, because they're doing it in order to get employment insurance or what that's what they used to do in the past. We know that employers can face penalties up to the greater of 12,000 or the total of all of the claimant's penalties. Uh, so pretty big dollars. And we saw a case recently. But the things that the government's going to do is take a look at, um, you know, can you demonstrate that you actually work there? Do you know what the office looks like? Do you know the clients? Do you know the suppliers? Do you know, the, do you know everybody else who deals with it? What about your cell phone records and geographic tracking there? There's a lot of things they can do mm-hmm. to really nail That down. Anyways, just be aware of that. A lot of penalties involved. Um, and just do it right. Uh, that's all I want to say about that. Hugh, Caitlin.
1: All right. We got another court case this year, or this month, pardon me, and it had to do with an individual who purchased a rental property and wanted to deduct costs associated with kind of renovating, kind of the the rental aspect of that rental property. So what happened? When they acquired it, it was in a very dilapidated state. Now, the taxpayer didn't do much to the property for years. It was about five years later that the taxpayer started replacing the windows, bringing it up to stuff with the intention to get tenants in to the property at a later point in time. But it wasn't a tenant that moved in. The individual owner actually moved into their own uh, property uh, that they had incurred all these costs with. And, And the question was, what was their intent when they originally did all those renovations? And the court said, you know what, you did not have a commercial intent, an intent to rent the property. If you did, you would have done those renovations way back when you originally acquired the property. You would have advertised the property. And we just don't see that evidence closely tied to that rental property. So those expenses were denied. Just another heads up, if you have those rental properties in that loss position, we've got to be really thinking about what you're trying to be doing. Are these good expenses to be claiming on the tax return?
2: You know, Kate, uh, last month, we talked about the impending risk fee restrictions on disability tax credit applications for the non-medical component. Uh, well, Some of those preparers got an early Christmas present, too, because a B.C. court took a look at this and said, you know what, I'm not sure this isn't provincial jurisdiction and beyond the constitutional powers of our federal government since provinces regulate professions and trades. So just so that we have time to figure that out, we'll just slap an injunction on that so you can't put it into effect on November 15th, which we thought, okay, we know that's effective in B.C. What about the rest of the country? Well, ask an expert. The lawyer said, Don't ask us. That's unsettled law. Maybe, maybe not. But I do like the response from the Canada Revenue Agency. They very quickly added to their FAQ on these fee restrictions. There's a court injunction. These are not coming into effect until it's resolved. Done. So thank you, CRA, for doing the right thing. Mm
0: Now, I just wanted to jump back to one other thing, that OAS clawback when your income for the year uh, exceeds about $80,000 there, you have a 15% grind. Um, We've got an article that we refer to here that gives a lot of planning possibilities, things you can think about to sort of uh, reduce the impact of that. First of all, uh, consider deferring commencement of OAS receipt because for every month you defer receipt, um, you're gonna get a 0.6% increase in future payments. So that's a good thing. And if you were gonna have that full amount out for the first year, first two years completely clawed back anyways, why not just defer it? And now you've got two years times 0.6% increase into the future. The other thing is, maybe what you do is just apply not when you're 65, but when you're 66, do a retroactive application for the last 11 months, then uh, then you're going to be essentially in this new year getting 23 months worth of OAS, and that's going to create more amounts, so less chance that the full thing is going to get clawed back. Also, you got to keep in mind, what are how do revenues actually uh, affect your in income numbers? eligible dividends, ineligible dividends, they have more than 100% impact on it. So think about things like that. Capital gains is only a 50% impact. We've got a couple of other items in our notes there uh, to look at for that. Caitlin, Hugh, any final comments?
1: Can't wait to see that you could benefit from OAS. You're excited about that this. Good to you.
0: The Video Tax News team has been providing Canadian professionals with practical tax information for over 30 years. Subscribe to one of our tax newsletters or join us as we present live and online seminars relating to both personal and corporate tax. For more details, visit www.videotax.com. The preceding information is for general informational purposes only and deals with dynamic, time-sensitive, and complex matters that may not apply to particular facts and circumstances. Information provided should not be relied upon as a substitute for specialized professional advice in connection with any particular matter. For more details, see videotax.com disclaimer. Copyright Video Tax News Inc. 2021. All rights reserved.